Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What role do automakers need to play to make the EV revolution practical, feasible, to ease range anxiety, and to provide the infrastructure that we need? We've seen a huge movement with private CPOs building out the network across the U.S. and across the world, of course. Uh, a lot of challenges with the technology. And of course, automakers have been making quality EVs along the way and also experimenting with that technology as well. So that's what I'm here to talk about today. Welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. I am joined by Andrew Cornelia, CEO of Mercedes-Benz Charging. I'm pretty sure there's a larger name to that, so please feel free to let me know the exact company name. But thank you for coming on to the podcast. I'm excited to dive into this. Today we are at the first charging hub that you have established in the US. It's in Sandy Springs, Georgia, and we're here today to test out the hardware, to really explore this experience and also talk about the the why of Mercedes playing this role in building out the infrastructure. So thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being here. I mean, it's great to have this come to fruition. Uh, if you were here three weeks ago, you would be seeing something very different. This I'm was a, sure. a big construction project, and it's amazing to see how quickly it came together. How quickly was that? When did you start with this project? Just an ideation, and now we see this really beautiful standing structure with the canopy and lights and of course the chargers in here. Yeah, I say there's speed, scale and quality uh, behind everything we do. Uh, this project came together fast, but uh, I mean our commitment to electric has been around much longer than that. Uh, we announced our intentions last year at CES to open up our own charging stations, all part of our larger company goals to be electric first by the end of the decade. So this is number one. Uh, this is not one and done. There will be many more to come, but uh, we're excited about uh, what we have to build. Amazing. Yes, I, I know that you've been really dedicated to EVs for a while now. And so now it's a shift into the infrastructure, which is important. But before we get into all that and where, where we are today, I would like a little bit of your background. Sure. Because to get into the space, of course, it's an emerging technology industry that we're in. And the leaders are having to take the background that maybe wasn't 
you know, a dream to be applied yeah. to electric vehicle infrastructure or EVs and how you got here today. So do you mind going back in time a little bit and tracing your path to here? Yeah, sure. And look, I mean, I'm grateful uh, to have been involved in this fast evolving uh, industry since the beginning. Uh, I joke that, you know, when I joined uh, EVs, people could barely spell EV. Um, <laughs> so I started my career uh, in electric vehicles at Tesla um, and helped actually put some of the first supercharger stations in the ground. Um, you know, back then, charging was really a means to an end. It was a lost leader. Uh, we needed to sell cars and actually having dots on a map provided confidence to early consumers to go buy electric, even if they never used the stations. And if you fast forward, uh, I continued my career in electric vehicles and EV charging and actually joined a company uh, called Volta Charging, um, really thinking about how we could take advantage of the growing industry and having more EVs on the road. And we started to think more creatively about the business model. And we said, how can we use consumer offerings? How can we use energy programs? How can we use advertising? How can we use retail integrated partnerships to really think about this more economically? Because if it's not profitable at the end of the day, this won't work. Um, it's exciting to be where we are now though, because all of this is coming together and we're really in this new era of charging. And that's what Mercedes is taking advantage of, is how do we take advantage of the time now, which is cars are on the road, there is a massive opportunity ahead, it's transformative, it's critical infrastructure. We haven't solved that problem yet, but there's a convergence of all these things. How do we sell cars? How do we make money doing it? And then also, how do we change the brand and the zeitgeist around infrastructure so we can support mm -hmm. the whole industry? So how separate is Mercedes Group, the cars, the EV manufacturing from the work that you're doing with building out the infrastructure? I feel grateful again to say that, you know, I get to start a company within a company. Um, and as an entrepreneur at heart, uh, there's no better place to build a company than within Mercedes. I mean, we have 130 years of brand heritage and legacy, uh, as well as the resources now to do this. To be successful at charging, you need the brand. You need that confidence that can imbue into the network itself. You need money because this is massive investment in critical infrastructure. And then you need, I'm, probably the most important thing you need is actually a customer-centric perspective. And you know, look, OEMs have a problem to solve. Uh, and we've seen many different people and companies try to solve that problem from a charging perspective, but there's no better person or no better company to solve that problem than someone who owns it, which is these cars out here. You know, How do we support our coming wave of EVs, not just for Mercedes, but actually for the whole industry? Well, so clearly you saw working with Tesla, the whole ecosystem around owning an EV and then also having the infrastructure there to support it no matter what, you're solid on that. Not only do you have a quality yep. vehicle to drive around, but you can charge it, you can get where you need to be. That is very valuable to customers and Tesla has really been, of course, leading the game in there. And you also announced, or Mercedes announced that, you know, Nax is in the future, right? But th at this site, it's we only have CCS here today. And so I wanna get into a little bit of the specs of the site as well. Sure. So um, can you tell me a little bit about why you also decided, and I know this is maybe a little bit more on the technical side, but this is a charge point operated station or the, that's what the hardware is. And tell me a little bit more about that choice. And then also, you know, this is at your headquarters, right? And you have level two charging as we were talking about earlier for, um, you know, the employees that you have here, but this is a fast charging station mm -hmm. specifically. So can you dive into the details of why here and why fast charging, why charge point? 
Yeah, I mean, look, for us, uh, it's about being in front of the industry and providing technology, quality, and experiences that pull the industry forward. So for us, what we're building with the Mercedes-Benz high-powered charging network is the fastest, most premium charging network in North America. That's really importantly, it's open to every driver day one. So when we think about the partnerships, we think about them very deliberately, and ChargePoint, our technology partner, was part of that, which is, you know, how do we build uh, charging equipment with one of the industry-leading companies that's been around really since the beginning, uh, and how do we provide the fastest experience at our first location and every location going forward? Uh, we selected ChargePoint because they live up to that promise of delivering high-speed charging. This will be 400 kW at every single location. And for those people who aren't familiar with the energy jargon, I mean, that's about a full charge in the time it takes to order a cup of coffee. Um, and we have coffee right over here, so it's conveniently located. Um, and then, you know, why here? You know, for us, charging is not a story worth telling on its own. It's part of a larger narrative, and it's part of how we as an organization go all electric. Mm -hmm. And I always say that charging is one of the doors that we'll walk through to get to that future. So it's important that we sit here. We're at our MBUSA headquarters, which is our vehicle uh, business here in the U.S., and we partner with this organization because we need to find a way to make sure that this is convergent, that it's seamless, that it's simple, and that it's all on the same path through electrification. And charge points seem to be I mean, it's obviously what you chose, and they did you put out RFPs to multiple ChargePoint providers and ask for you know their responses in return? Well, I mean, look, I mean, for us, quality doesn't happen you know accidentally. You have to be focused on it, and for us, looking at who our hardware and our technology partner was a process. And ChargePoint uh, and Mercedes has a long-standing relationship, um, so there was an ability to really stress test that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're not just a everyday customer. You know, we're not willing to uh, just buy things off the shelf and say that's good enough for us. It's really about working with all of our partners and intentionally thinking about the design of the experience as well as not just today, but tomorrow as well. So you did you buy this hardware from ChargePoint and then you, Mercedes is going to be maintaining and operating it full time? Yep. Okay. Uh, correct. I mean, you know, ChargePoint's business model, um, you know, uh, has mostly been to sell their equipment and, you know, who owns that equipment is really important. And for us, you know, we believe not just in owning that, you know, from a day one perspective, but owning that over the long term. Mm -hmm. um, part of our partnership and part of these intentional selections we've made, we've also brought a partner, uh, Emanate, uh, into our equation and into our ecosystem. And Emanate is our development partner, as well as helping us on the operation side. So Emanate's business model, they're a renewable energy developer. And when we think about quality and the intentional design of quality, they built 900 sites over tw uh, 28 states, really focused on building renewable distributed asset bases and making sure that they're held to a high level of quality. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the choices that we're making, which is how do you bring the right partners to the table to execute on our strategy? Right, and I mean, just looking here, and the audience will be able to watch Kyle's whole full tour of the yep. of the experience here. There's a lounge, there's the charging, of course, and you can even, there's a little green line right here where you can walk your dog if you pull off. But part of that experience is not only, yes, a lounge, which is new, you know, a different way of charging. Usually they're in a parking lot somewhere, but also that if something happens here, I mean, you're in a pretty good location. You're at the headquarters, so probably nothing's going to slip under the radar, but that it is quickly addressed so that customers yep. can have the experience that they want. And also the fast charging seems to be important here. So how fast do these chargers go? How much time can someone expect to spend here on average, depending on the EV that they have? Yeah. And quickly on your last point, I think it's really important, which is, you know, this is our first location. Uh, our hundredth location will be better than this. 
our 1,000th location will be better than this. But our commitment is to speed and quality. And it's not just in the charging experience itself, but it's in our evolution as a company to continue to improve. You know, part of our philosophy is open access from day one, because we believe in learning from the whole industry, not in a closed ecosystem. And it's both helpful, but also, uh, you know, somewhat distracting for my text messages when we're here, because <laughs> our employees can take pictures of this. We can yeah. see that experience right next door. So this is both our first location, but this is also our test lab. I mean, you know, this is how we continue to iterate and evolve. Um, and having eyes on this site every single day, especially from our CEO of MBUSA, is helpful to do that. Definitely helpful. Yeah. So you mentioned a thousandth site, so this is number one. And how are you ramping this up? Where, how, will it be global? Will it be in the US? Yeah. What are those numbers that you're looking to hit in the timeline? Yeah, so we've committed a billion dollars to this uh, by the end of the decade. We're scaling a business though. So I mean, as you think about you know, what we're trying to accomplish, we're trying to accomplish an ambition that's much larger than that which is how do we grow a profitable and sustainable business model that is overall valuable to our corporate goals. It's essential to where we're trying to go as an overall organization. So this is number one. Uh, we have announced some strategic alliances with Simon Malls as well as Bucky's. You'll be seeing uh, our next stations in the ground this year at Bucky's here in the Southeast. And then beyond that with Simon and other uh, yet to be announced partners. Uh, but our broader ambitions is North America. And that's the focus of this company, which is building out a connected network here in North America. And our network strategy is simple. And I'll say this, uh, you know, we're not just building a map. We don't care about putting dots on a map and having that be a marketing tool. For us, it's about being where drivers are today and then installing ahead of where drivers are going tomorrow. Do you have any other sites that are underway at this time that you can speak about? Uh, we do, uh, and that would be, you know, Bucky's here in the Southeast. Um, I'll so have to go there. Uh, you will see a number of locations opening before the end of the year. Um, you know, just the other day I stopped at a Bucky's location um, where we'll be shortly, uh, and the experience is great. I mean, two very different companies, but one thing that is relevant between both organizations is a customer-centric view. Uh, they approach it, you know, uniquely and sort of, you know, brand commensurately to who they are, and we do as well. And the convergence of those two things is exactly what a driver wants, mm -hmm. an authentic experience where fueling is not the destination, what you do while you fuel is. Mm -hmm. And so as you build these out, of course, you have the focus on it's not just Mercedes-Benz drivers, which you mentioned earlier, but also you're, you know, you're going to be incorporating NACS, the North American charging standard, into your EVs, but also into the network. So how can, how is the plan? Is it matching up with when the NACS will be in the cars that it will be at these stations? It will be. So you know, this station right now does not have NACS-enabled courts, as you can see, uh, but it is our intention and plan to have NACS available in 2024. That matches mm -hmm. up with when you know, NACS will be available within the larger fleet outside of Tesla. Mm -hmm. um, and again, back to how we think about the network, we're open to all drivers. Uh, it is a fundamental philosophy we believe in. We're not building a walled garden. Uh, so we have to be next enabled, right? Uh, this is part of our overall strategy. And you also saw we signed the NAX agreement because for us, we're all in on charging. And that means that we need to solve charging today, tomorrow, and into the future. And by providing more options for our drivers as well as the market, it's critical. So of course this is important in pro providing the experience for your drivers, but also other drivers, which is, you know, we've seen other OEMs that are keeping it a little bit within their brand. Sure. Um, but how are you, that seems to me that that's also key to profitability. Why cut out more people coming to your stations and charging? But this is also, like you said, I mean, 
a beautiful site design. You put it up pretty quickly and pretty, I think like I heard you started in April with the site and now it's November and it is up. <laughs> it's announcing, it's yeah. functioning. And yep. um, so how, with the profitability for this is really hard. You know, I've worked in the public charging industry before and the sites are expensive and not only cost, but also time. So how do you, you know, advocate for that this will be a profitable option for us to go into and create yeah. a whole business out of it. You know, what I'll say is uh, profitability is important and I'll talk to that in a minute here, but before we get to profitability, we can't run by quality. And I think a lot of organizations have done that uh, and it's been at the detriment of the industry. So we're trying to change the zeitgeist around charging and what quality means. So quality for us can't be a gamble, it has to be a guarantee. Uh, so before we do anything, we're building like this, and you're right. I mean, this site does cost, uh, you know, some money to put in. Um, but for us, again, it's about building towards a model, not this year, uh, you know, not you know, first half of next year, but really thinking about this as a long-term investment. Again, Mercedes has been around for 130 years. This is part of our future, so we're investing in the future and how we think about our business portfolio going forward. You know, profitability and how we build successful business models within the overall industry it's really interesting we have many ways to win one is if we can sell an electric vehicle we win mm -hmm. by having a brand commensurate branded experience that helps the overall organization two it's about execution uh it really is and you know look cost curves are coming down for things like hardware uh, as well as we're hitting the market in an inflection point where there's more vehicles on the road. So, you know, the business model of selling energy, there is a business there, but you need to do it well and you need to focus on quality and then experience. And experience for us is really that self-actualization moment. You know, I think about you know, Maslow's hierarchy and you know, quality is that low bar. Uh, and right now it's actually a high bar for the industry. We have to hit that. But beyond that, we have to build to the experience. And this amenity building is part of that. Mm -hmm. This design is part of that. And it's really providing something when you have multiple options, you know, you don't take the left and you go charge in the location that's, you know, parked next to the dumpster in a poorly lit location. You go right and you come to this location where you have a canopy, where you have access to bathrooms, uh, you have access to, you know, well lit, uh, you know, safe locations. Trash cans. Trash cans. I mean, the trash cans are beautiful, yeah. uh, not to dwell on those, but uh, it's important, right? It's yeah. important. It is. It's a whole experience. And I mean, how much do you think the lounge and the snacks and everything that you provide here will play into that profitability? You know, it, we're not looking to make money off of selling, you know, soda, um, even though, you know, the old model of gas stations was uh, profit driven from Twinkies and Coke. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's not our business model. Um, but what we are in the business of doing is making sure that we are matching charging to what you do while you charge. Mm -hmm. Charging done well fades into the background and you get to focus on where you live, where you work, where you play and where you shop. Uh, we're focused on those latter two, you know, where you shop and play, uh, and finding ways to get value from that. One, we start with our customer, and we want to make sure our customer has the value. And that leads to really a flywheel effect of how we think about the business, which is higher utilization, better partnerships, better customer engagement. That's really the core focus. But we also have other things, you know, up our sleeve as we think about, you know, pricing uh, and different offerings. I mean, you think about the cars that are sitting behind us. You know, one is a you know S class, one is a E class. Uh, we don't have a Maybach out there, unfortunately. Um, but you know, one of the things we'll be rolling out is thinking about the different sort of you know tiers and mm -hmm. offerings of our network. And one of the things I love to uh, sort of um, you know kind of imagine is 
you know, Mercedes has been an exclusive brand. It's been a premium brand. Uh, but now for the first time, we're going to make that attainable for everybody. Uh, and we're going to take that as a quality mark and an experience mark and mm -hmm. extend that into the industry. I do appreciate that inclusivity because I think a lot of, in general, this space requires collaboration to succeed. It has to be. Yes. And um, this is, you know, a really interesting, big move here and you've also done it in the southeast and of course california you know they have all their regulations that is really pushing so i would like to talk briefly about the environment that you're building in. not only do i think about okay where is energy going in the grid and that's a whole nother conversation but also you know you had to deal with the utilities here the city here and it's a yep. bit different than maybe the other states you know i'm sure. from the southeast as well so can you speak a little bit to maybe any challenges that you had with building this site with the city and then maybe what lessons we can take away to working with these different parts to be able to put out this infrastructure and be on the same page when you start from quite different standpoints sure yeah you know when i think about the uh you know sort of complexity of the ecosystem we're in i think back actually to the 1920s where rural america lacked access to power like plain and simple uh and america took on what was essentially an insurmountable task which was we electrified the country. It involved a lot of different parties. It was a grand ambition. It was costly, labor intensive, uh, but it changed the lives of millions of Americans for the better. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure you see the parallel. Uh, and if you don't, charging is that parallel. You know, what we're doing is complex, it's costly, it's labor intensive, it's critical infrastructure. You know, when you use it, it has to work like a bridge. When you drive over, it can't crumble underneath you. Um, it will require collaboration across multiple parties with utilities, with local governments, uh, with corporations, with drivers. So there's no magic bullet to this. Uh, it does require collaboration, it does require communication. You know, we have a great partnership with our local utility and that takes time, that takes building a relationship, that takes having someone out here, you know, late at night and looking at conduit runs and looking at electrical design drawings and making sure that we put this in correctly because we're also training labor forces. Uh, but at the same time, we're creating opportunities and we're not just creating opportunities for the people that we're employing, but we're creating opportunities for the people who come here in charge. Um, so we're excited about that collaboration. Uh, mm -hmm. Every day is hard, uh, but it's exciting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I think it is definitely difficult. There's totally different foundations which each party is working with. I mean, utilities has been in a you know their own game for a while yep. and now they're having to adapt as well which takes a lot of time and also new tools is there anything that you've seen that would really benefit that connection between building the infrastructure and the utilities or even the cities that maybe there's a gap there that you could see some sort of solution coming in that would make your job easier sure sure i mean look uh one education is probably the most important which is getting people familiar with what electric charging stations are um and you know i was joking earlier when i said you know people you know a couple of years ago barely knew how to spell evs but you know we do come to these communities who maybe you know ev penetration rates aren't as high as california or you know the northeast and there is an educational process um, I think that's wonderful, right? We get to tell people about this technology. We get to tell people about the opportunity to build this type of infrastructure. Uh, we get to come together and you know invest in something that will be our future. Um, you know, in relationship to you know tools and ways to work together better. You know, for us, you know, it's across the board. One is you know 
thinking about what the plan is going to be and finding ways to sort of you know, meet each other down the road versus you know scrambling you know uh, quick builds. Yes. Um, you know the other is how we think about rate tariffs, right? I mean, mm -hmm. at the end of the day energy will be one of our largest costs of doing business. Um, and we're educating utilities both ways to figure out how do we price more effectively the cost of a kilowatt hour. Mm -hmm. uh, PG&E, SDG&E, mm -hmm. these companies, I mean, your old neighborhood um, are doing well in terms of how they think about pricing for EV charging. And I think other people are learning that as well. So that is a constant collaboration. Yes, I definitely think not only is it lying with automakers and the technology that they put into the EVs, but of course what they invest in the infrastructure and then, you know, being able to change attitudes, but also the ways that we go about um, building this infrastructure. But I think the automakers do have a very strong um, standing from where they are to to influence this yes. and uh, to step into that space, I think is pretty essential in moving this forward. So, of course, this is a really challenging industry to work in. You have a lot of work to do. What keeps you, Andrew, motivated on the day to day to show up and do what you got to do? Yeah, I mean, I think you know. Look, there's two things. One is this is critical, right? Uh, I'm a mission driven person. I think I learned that from my alma mater, uh, which you know we weren't shooting for you know the clouds. We were shooting for the moon and probably even Mars. Uh, if you know who that you know alma mater is, um, I think you know we need to electrify transportation. Broadly, we need to move our whole economy away from carbon-based you know, uh, energy and emissions, and we need to clean up transportation and energy and agriculture. Um, I think about charging, you know, one, you know, it is a really interesting problem to solve, but, you know, it's actually something that should fade into the background and be less important, but it is the door that we need to walk through to get to an electric transportation future. It is one of the final problems to solve. Uh, so I think, you know, this is critical that we solve this. Without charging, people won't buy cars. Without buying new electric vehicles, we won't transition our economy away from, uh, you know, gas vehicles, uh, just plain and simple. And then I think, you know, the other thing that, you know, kind of motivates me is, you know, part of that mission attracts really wonderful people. Uh, people who want to, uh, I mean, on this project, literally stay up, you know, 12 to 18 hours working on putting this in the ground in a span of a couple months. Um, so I've always said, you know, careers are easy. It's working on hard problems with good people. Uh, this is a hard problem and we put together a good team. We're continuing to grow that team. So if there's anyone out there who's looking for a mission uh, and, you know, a good group, you know, we're welcome to those conversations. But um, those are the things that excite me. I can see that. I think who you surround yourself with, with a mission like that, is absolutely key to keep you going every day and also have those different perspectives that can come together and create solutions with creative problem solving and critical analysis that you wouldn't have if you had certain other teams. So yep. thank you so much for taking the time today. I'm sure you've got a zip off somewhere, but we really appreciate it. And I think this is a really cool initiative. I'm excited to see you know, other sites and how they pop up around the US and to be able to visit them, of course, being in the Southeast, but also to see how this kind of influence in Mercedes, you know, your model here is going to be carried over and really just hope to see you succeed, see how the hardware develops as well and the whole experience grows. So thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. No, really appreciate this. And uh, yeah, we'll have to go out and charge a car now. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining on the Out of Spec podcast. We will see you next time. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.